it, Albert. No more espresso for you. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about season four, episode two, Leela's Homeworld. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, did you hear that, Ben? It's Santa. This took a turn. It's, it's the Back to the Futurama post-holiday spectacular. How's your holidays, Ben? I was not expecting this at all. It this episode is the twenty eighth. It's our post holiday spectacular. It sure is. We're definitely not recording this on December twenty first. We certainly are not. We are certainly not in a pre holiday mood. It is a post holiday mood. How were your holidays, Ben? Flawless. I finally got a pony. Ooh. Um, named Spirit. Okay, the pony you always wanted. <laughs> the but pony I always wanted. But your family said there you had too many ponies. And I finally got it. Awesome. Um, no, actually, you got to be careful when you do smart-ass stuff like that, because I did that one year, and my sister asked what I wanted for Christmas. And I was, you know, in college. Sure. And I said, a pony. And so she bought me a stuffed pony and mailed <laughs> it to me. That's good. And... Now she just mails me goats. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the goat situation has become uh, interesting for Benmo here. They So uh, I would just like to point out, this place does not sponsor Back <laughs> to the Futurama at not, all. Not a sponsor of the Back to the Futurama hol- post-holiday special. But you can go to <laughs> yougoatmail.com. That's yougoatmail.com. And send people goats like little stuffed goats it's very weird and uh last year my sister did it i'm still trying to figure out who sent me the goat this year because it may or may not be my sister again and i'm just a man with many goats because people keep sending me goats well two goats is i wouldn't say two goats is many goats two goats is an one goat a year is an annual goat yeah you've got a goat tradition my friend i got my second annual goat second annual goat just like how this is the first annual Back to the Future, I'm a post-holiday spectacular. I like how we hit all the Christmas episodes in the middle of summer, <laughs> and now it's actually the Christmas actually time. Christmas, and we have no Christmas episodes in sight. And this one's, I, I'm just gonna warn you, is it's gonna it's a tearjerker. It's true, but that's not the post-holiday spectacular feeling. How was your holidays? It was wonderful. I spent it with my family. In my hometown. Excellent. I can't give you any more details because we are not recording on the 21st whatsoever. (laughs) Very good. I'm certainly not getting on a plane tomorrow at 6.15 in the morning. But that's not the feeling for the pre-post-holiday spectacular. I nearly gave myself away Mike keeps doing this jaunty little (laughs) dance every time he says post-holiday spectacular. (laughs) It's how I remember myself to get in the mood of the post-holiday spectacular. This bit's going nowhere. It it really is not. I don't know what your end game was on this friendo, but... (laughs) 
I basically just wanted to highlight how how wonderful it is that we chose to, we we've the schedule we have has led us to no holidays. <laughs> no holiday episodes at all. But seriously, like if you're out there, I hope you had a great uh, a great Christmas or a great Hanukkah or a great Kwanzaa or it, whatever you celebrate. And candle you, nights. Candle nights, certainly. And if Festivus. You, Festivus for the rest of us. And if you don't celebrate anything, I hope you had uh, some really good time in this, the winter. And I hope you had you know the, the holiday that you needed to have at this time. And it was good and positive. And I hope you got many goats in the mail. I believe from yougoatmail.com. Again, not a sponsor. Not a, not, cannot be clearer about that. I just think it's the funniest thing <laughs> because they send the goat directly from the goat warehouse. <laughs> this all sounds made up the more I talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it sure does. They send it right from the, the distribution center. And so somebody there handwrites the card that the sender put in so if you don't put in your name you can send somebody an anonymous goat Mm -hmm. and it's the weirdest dumbest coolest craziest weird thing sure also if you're a representative from you goat mail tweet at us at back to futurama yeah be our first advertiser (laughs) get in on i want to be in on the ground floor think about all the free advertising we've just given you give us a tweet send us an email that's yougoatmail.com. Promo code. We don't have one of those. Promo code. Tweet at Back to Futurama <laughs> for a 0% discount. <laughs> yougoatmail.com. Yougoatmail. <laughs> okay, we're just... Moving... We, we kind of just decided they're advertising this week with no... Uh, no content. It's just... It's a service I like that has not provided me any monetary compensation for this review. Let's talk about Leela's Homeworld, <laughs> the episode of Futurama. For our post-holiday spectacular. Will you stop with that? <laughs> All right. Uh, we start uh, the episode at Plan- Planet Express. Weird. Okay. Uh, so we start at Planet Express and the professor comes in with good news. Like he does. Uh, the the Orphanarium has named Leela Orphan of the Year. A high honor. Amy does say your parents must be so proud, uh, which is a great thing because it takes her just a quick moment to realize <laughs> how dumb that that thing she just said was. It sh- it sure was. Uh, the professor has also invented something. It, it it's a giant machine that does a whole lot of mechanical things to generate a glow in the dark nose you wear over your regular non glowing nose. He's very proud of this weird glowing nose machine. I mean, it's true. Like, Bender says, now I can punch you in the face in the dark. And it's true. Glowing Nose Machine. Is that a good band name? Do we like that? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Okay. It's not, I don't think it's the best one I've ever had, but. It's like a, it might be an album as the band. Ooh, that's a good album. That's a good album title, Glowing Nose Machine. Now, is it a good album title or an album title you use while, when your band is kind of running off the tracks a little bit? I think that's a good third album. Okay. Your first album, self-titled. Sure. Neptunia Millhouse. Right. Second album is something, one one word. It's a one word. I don't know what what specifically it's going to be, but it's a one word title. Okay. That really makes you think. Bubonic. 
sure, that sounds like a really bad cologne from Calvin Klein. But <laughs> oh, really bad, really um, bad. <laughs> and then your third one, you get real weird with it, and that's when you go with glowing nose machine. Okay, all right, I I can be down with that. So he invents a glowing nose machine. <laughs> um, it generates a lot of toxic waste, like just barrels by the uh second really second it's it's probably about if i had to estimate it's probably about one barrel every two or three seconds it's a lot Mm -hmm. uh the the professor kind of tries to play it off as oh it's nothing hermes says it sure looks looks like toxic waste it smells like toxic waste hermes gets a taste and says "Ooh, it tastes like delicious fig pudding delicious uh with an aftertaste of toxic waste the professor is like Okay, so it makes a little toxic waste. You don't have to make a federal case out of it. And then Hermes is like, actually, I do. Because, you know, he's a bureaucrat from the central bureaucracy. He flips open the kind of police thing, but it's just a bureaucratic like seal. It's just fantastic. Um, Hermes uh, orders the professor to dispose of the waste correctly or bribe him. Either way, it'll be $500. And then Bender says, that's a ripoff. I'll do it for $499.100. The professor's like, I know it's a rip, but I'll pay for the convenience. So this prompts sort of a, it's not even like a whole B plot. Mm-mm. It's sort of just these little snippets that we get throughout the episode of Bender starting a waste disposal company. Mm-hmm. Honest Bender's waste disposal. Because you know, when honest is in the name, they're honest. They're super honest. And I can think of no more honest character in Futurama than Bender. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with something, and I got nothing. Tinny Tim? Yeah, but would you really go to his waste disposal company? That's fair. Bender would do the jubber, right? And by right, I mean the cheap one. He would do it very wrong, as we're about to find out, because he literally just takes a big hose, (laughs) puts it out the window of the, the lab upstairs at Planet Express, and just dumps all of the toxic waste right down into the sewers. There is a splash as he's kind of lowering this hose down uh, that lands on a tree, eats away the tree until it falls over uh, onto a car, which it then eats through and then eats through the ground. That's how toxic this waste is. But it tastes like delicious fig pudding. One of the mutants comes up from the sewer because she's just covered in toxic sludge and she's wearing a wedding dress. So I guess it's her wedding day. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's what the song Ironic by Alanis Morissette's about. It's like raining toxic sludge on your wedding day. It's, uh, true. it's a free ride when you've already. I think I've made this reference before. And isn't that <laughs> ironic? Don't you think? I th- I'm pretty sure I've referenced Alanis no, Morissette's sure, Ironic yeah. on this podcast before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you uh, have. I'm uh, Season four and we're running out of material over here. Well, let's get back to the post-holiday spectacular. <laughs> Speaking of running out of bits, basically she comes up and is like, hey, stop doing that. And Earl and Schmitty are, are there to tell her to get back in the sewer. Specifically, they point out that mutants aren't allowed to be up on the surface, oh, which true. I don't think is a thing we've really had established in, in the world yet. Like that's We true. know that mutants are there. We don't get any sort of official law about them having to to stay in the sewers until this moment that's i believe that's correct yes um i mean in fact it wasn't in the first episode weren't they even like oh no mutants don't even exist something like that yeah yeah 
Yeah, I don't have anything. Because I think they say it was like an urban legend. and Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, now it's now it's real and there's laws about it. It's true. A lot's happened since season one. It's regulated. I am just imagining you like a, like a little seal of approval with you doing a thumbs up and then underneath it says, it's regulated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to see that. I want to... I want to... I know that there's got to be some like uh, uh, make your own stamps places where you can make a stamp. I'm going to make it that stamp. We've already missed Christmas, so I can't give it to you it's this true. year, but yeah. next year. Because it is the post Christmas. No, I'm gonna, not going to do it again. Next year, I will just get you a stamp that has your smiling face on it, giving a thumbs up and says, it's regulated. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. It's going to be fantastic. I don't even work with all that much paper, but still, I will. I'll find a way. Just stamp it on your boss's desk. It's fine. Yeah, it'll be They'll fine. They'll be cool with that. Yeah, we have dry erase desks as long as it's in dry erase uh, marker. It'll be fine. That's definitely how stamps work. So, <laughs> Because they're temporary, right? We go to the orphanarium where the warden is giving a speech about how... Uh, he found Leela mm-hmm. um, for I'm, the Wall of Fame ce- celebration. I made a, an important observation okay. that in the flashback that he has, when he tells us all everything because he remembers every night because he has a photographic memory, mm-hmm. that in the memory his badge says he's a, a bureaucrat grade one thirty five. Okay, in the present he is also a bureaucrat grade one thirty five. He hasn't gotten a promotion in twenty years. That that's well, he's dedicated to his job, but not that dedicated. But yeah, no, it's just just a thing I noticed because like I would have assumed that at some point he was, you know, maybe went up a grade or two in the last 20 something years. Well, based on other interactions we've had with the warden, he kind of doesn't. He just kind of. He does his job, but not well, doesn't seem to care all that much. Yeah, but I figured there'd be some sort of bureaucratic process that, like, after the 10-year mark, like, you get an extra grade or something. That's true. That's fair. You know, bureaucracies, they love their bureaucracy. It's true. It's regulated. So... (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, So, yeah, he tells this story about how one day there's a knock on the door... And he opens it, and he finds Leela in this basket on the doorstep of the orphanarium. Mm-hmm. She's got a piece of paper pinned to her in alienese, mm-hmm. uh, the, which he can't read. He doesn't know what it says. True. And she's also wearing a little, like, silver bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and then baby Leela kicks him in the face, which is fun. Well, she kicks him in the face when he references her big... Be- uh, her beautiful gigantic eye huh i guess i never put that together i thought maybe it was just a random baby kicking a guy in the face i mean that's also funny but it's it, it to me i read it as he she's like don't you talk about my eye i may be a baby but i will kick you in the face it matches the Lila that we know and love it's true but it's it's subtle enough because I you know ba- newborn babies don't understand when you're making fun of their eyes. Mm-hmm. Like you can make fun of any baby's eyes, and they're just like, whatever. I'm a baby. What do what do I care? W- what do you gotta do about it? I'm a baby. But no, I just I I kind of assumed it was sort of just Leela being a someone who kicks somebody. But that's an interesting mm. thought. I'm 
imagining that's probably a very intentional thing that I have just missed over the last 30 or so rewatches of Futurama. Well, we all see new things every time, I think, so. Like, I didn't notice uh, the warden in his uh, grade, so... I think I think we've helped each other learn more about the Futurama that we watch. Yeah, and everybody on Twitter just dragged me for uh, assuming that Fry drew that picture of him <laughs> with an aspirational, like, when I'm 27, I'm going to be an astronaut. <laughs> and everybody's just like, no, Ben, that was Fry at 27 <laughs> drawing that, um, including somebody on Twitter who sent me an actual picture of their husband's drawing that they they did with the their kids and it has like their age on it and everything and i'm like ah oh, dang it i was way off base on that one okay so you know everybody everyone has these missteps yeah everybody just has those moments those those are so good <laughs> oh man uh so the warden brings in the baby leela and tosses the basket she was in on a giant stack of baskets and we come back to the current and she is he, he is proud to nail her picture on the wall next to the other outstanding former orphans such as a guy often seen in the background of news spots <laughs> a diligent flosser a man who has tasted every mcdonald's sandwich and someone who has successfully switched from heroin to methadone. Leela gives a very heartwarming speech about basically taking your own destiny in your own hands. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what she says, but it definitely inspires the kids. I was paying more attention to the warden being very bad at hanging up this photo. All the kids are like, they start chanting Leela and then one of them's like, I'm Leela, and puts on an eye patch. And then Albert's like, nuh-uh, because I'm double Leela. And he covers both of his eyes and runs into a wall. Knocking and off the picture. I love the sentence, nuh-uh, because I'm double Leela. <laughs> I love the fact that when Albert runs into the wall, it knocks over the, the picture. But then it's like, the warden's like, all right, that's it, Albert. I'm cutting you off of your espresso. It's like, that was... That was you shouldn't have had to been able to cut him off from that. Yeah, you that's have that. that's just you don't give children espresso. No, that's that's for adults that didn't sleep well last night, or for those of us who are terribly addicted to caffeine. But that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But you know, it's not for kids, especially the kids that want to become double Leela. Kids get tricks. Tricks are for kids. Okay, we get everything else. Oh, okay. that's the deal that we made. When that deal, the deal that we made with who kids, kids, uh huh. <laughs> Come here, kid. I've got a deal for you. <laughs> you get kicks or tricks, whatever. <laughs> you they, get, they can have two cereals, you get, it's you fine. You can get your kicks and your tricks, and I get everything else. Cookie, cookie crisp, that's mine. <laughs> Cinnamon do toast crunch, don't think about it. It's all cereal based. <laughs> okay, this is a weird cereal deal that we've. Is this what that yeah, podcast cereal's about? <laughs> because I'm because I'm interested in finding out the details of this. <laughs> if it's not, we should make Cereal Deal the fourth album for that band. Ooh. <laughs> 
I think I broke Mike. <laughs> Woo. Man. After after <laughs> I can't even go forward. Oh man. Okay, deep deep breaths. Everybody. After after Albert gets cut off from his espresso, uh Leela is uh the news comes up to Leela and says, Hey, would you we'd like to take a picture with your picture? And that's when the man who who is in the back of news spots gets in the background and goes, Woo. It's a good payoff to a bit that was introduced, you know, 20 seconds ago, but it, I like it. I like it a lot. At Planet Express, after the celebration, Fry finds Leela crying in the locker room and looking at a bracelet. Fry tries kind of desperately to cheer Leela up. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, is it the room? Is the room making you sad? I think it's the room. We should not be in the room. And They so go th- for a walk. Yeah, they go for a walk. And Leela is, you know, opening up to Fry. She points out that usually she tries to keep her sadness pent up inside. We're to confess her inside, at like a, a, as a mental illness. Fry does the same with his stupidness. That's all, so the the penting up, um, pent up sadness thing is also part of the deal we got when we gave up tricks. No, so I, like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all it's not all espresso and cookie crisp. Ben, you don't have to convince me. I am no longer a kid. I cannot eat kicks or tricks. And instead, it's only raisin bran for me. Mm-mm. So but at least I'm regular. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not even that. <laughs> Leela is kind of continuing on with Fry, and he, she says that she told a whole crowd that being an orphan made her strong, but all she wanted was a mom and dad. You know, to hold her and stroke her hair and tell her tell her that they love her i mean i i think we all need those those kind of uh parental um which is when fry butts in and is like that you happen to be in luck because i'm a holding stroking loving machine also spanking read the room i just like her response is just like this that's not even remotely what i was thinking of it's so disaffected. Um, uh, Leela says that some when she's lonely, she looks up at the sky and knows somewhere up there her parents are looking down at her. And so we get this weird uh, fake out where this, the camera sort of starts panning upward and then it just tilts back down and you see two one-eyed humanoids looking up from the sewers. Um, and they look an awful lot like Leela. I feel like we should be putting a pin in this one. I mean, I just wrote in my notes in all caps, her parents are mutants. So, you know, it's not exactly a spoiler. That's, I mean, yes, now. <laughs> uh, at Planet Express, Bender backs up his truck that says Honest Bender's Waste Disposal up to the sewer grate. He got the contract to t- haul away the waste from Free Willy 3. Interestingly... Free Willy 3 had already been made by the time this episode had been made. Really? Uh-huh. I didn't so, know that that existed, so news to me. I once got a Christmas gift from a friend of mine who never knew what to get me. And so, see, I'm tying it back around into Christmas. Ooh, our post-holiday spectacular. So yeah, she didn't know what to get me, and so she got me 
uh, she went to the dollar store and okay. picked up a a uh, DVD that had all three Free Willy movies on it. Okay, and then also one that was Snakes on a Train. Oh, that's close. <laughs> that's close to the one that people liked. Did people like it though? See, I mean, I, th- I liked it. Well, but. I, I think everybody's just like, we love the name and the the famous line the Samuel L. gave, but I don't think people actually like the movie. I mean, way to capitalize on movies that realistically should have been B horror movies, and then making a B horror movie off of that. Good job. Yeah, it was. I mean, Snakes on a Plane was a B horror movie that you know, kind of just gained cult fame before it was even out right making a b movie off of that is it, it it's a choice it's it's like making a, a parody of scary movie i can't even imagine how bad that would be i think they've made it and it was real bad wait what i'm pretty sure there have been parodies of the parodies it's it's <sighs> you it's parodies all the way down my friend i don't i don't like it Bender doesn't care about the mutants because they live down in the sewer. Like, Leela is basically saying, hey, this is wrong. You're destroying the mutants' sure. home. And also, there's a lot of other things that I'm not going to specifically name. We, we, because uh, we, we, I don't think we followed up the, the talk about Free Willy 3. He's dumping the Free Willy whale, the whale, into the sewer. Yes, I, like, I I got sidetracked by talking about receiving all three Free Willy films. Exactly, I wanted to make sure we circled back and and did that. Uh, but yeah, he is basically like he's dumped the whale from Free Willy three onto the the pavement and is like stomping it down the drain, which realistically is a like thousand year old whale corpse. So <laughs> realistically, none of this happens. Uh, so yeah, uh, Bender, <laughs> Leela gets on his case about it and Bender's like, well, what are they going to do? I'm up here and they're down there. And at that very moment, toxic waste starts exploding from the grate and a couple of fire hydrants nearby, blowing a giant hole in the street and the mutants grab all three of them and drag them into the sewers. And it also opens up a little bit more and swallows the truck. It's true. It's a big sinkhole in front of Planet Express. And so they, the mutants have tied up the trio, mm-hmm. um, Frybender and Leela, and they're like up on this big crane. And the the mutants are basically like, "You've polluted this lake." They give a whole speech about how much they hate them. Um, so you know, yeah, they made the the toxic waste and made the lake so bright that they actually had to look at each other. And so as punishment. They are going to be lowered into the lake, which will immediately mutate them. And to demonstrate, they take like a, a, a rat, rat yeah. dip it in, and it comes out as like a weird fish hog. Um, it's got bat wings as like arms too. Yeah, it, it's horrifying, very horrifying. So as they are getting lowered, uh, these two people in, or these two mutants in mm-hmm. robes, come up. And uh, they shout Leela's name Mm -hmm. and then go up to the crane and save the trio and let them just land down Mm -hmm. on the dock. I wrote in my notes, 
<laughs> I wrote in my notes, two figures and cloaks stop the Dunkening. <laughs> okay, that is the best title for um, it. Is that, an, that, that certainly has to... Oh, wait, instead of bubonic, the Dunkening. That sounds like uh, an album about how much I love Dunkin' Donuts. Well, that's also true. They do have good coffee. True. DunkinDonuts.com. Not a sponsor. I don't even know if that's their website. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> so Don't go to that website. It's probably weird. Um, so yeah, they uh, get saved, but then all of the mutants start chasing after the trio. Because they can't be mutated further with, with the, the lake. Right. It is very specifically pointed out. Mutants can't be mutated further. So they swim across the lake. And the tree, the Planet Express trio um, start running through the town. And among the shops in the background. <laughs> we are the, the real details here. They have Big and Strange Men's Store, Bed Bath and Beneath. Bob's Big Mutant Boy, which is a, a burger place, mm-hmm. and Starbucks. On every corner. On every corner. And um, so they're running away, and they kind of just break into this house to hide. Mm-hmm. Bender uses Fry in, Fry's entire body to smash this window. They find in the house, uh, it's like a weird timeline of Leela's life and like a bunch of pictures from her life mm-hmm. all plastered up on the walls. And also the all the best stuff she ever flushed down the toilet in the hutch in the other side of the room. Including a letter about from Fry about his intimate feelings. Weird. Weird. Leela kind of justifiably freaks out because she's worried her life has just been a show for some perverted mutant oh yeah no she's losing it like they're trying to run and she is just paralyzed she's rooted to the spot so while they're trying to get leela to go the mutants catch up they recapture the three of them Mm -hmm. and then the uh he he turns out he's the mayor of the sewers the supreme mutant um, I just wrote mayor, which is basically the same thing. Yeah, close enough. Um, he, he is running for re-election. Which is why I assumed mayor, mm-hmm. but, you know. I think he calls himself the Supreme Mutant or something like that. And, but yeah, he calls for the death penalty. But the hooded figures reemerge and whisper something into his ear. He's like, instead of uh, torturing them to death, I've decided to expel them from the sewers and they are never allowed to return. Uh, Leela's kind of skeptical about how they're not going to kill them anymore. <laughs> She's even like, wait, why aren't you going to kill us? I think Bender even taunts him. Are you chicken? So they, they send him up in a big, uh, in an airship, like, a, I mean, a, a, an air balloon that yeah. is made out of old Macy's Day, uh, a Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade floats. And I like, this is, this is the thing that the I think is very funny because not only do they draw in like okay well it's got parts of um underdog and bart simpson and garfield's owner's john's forehead everybody knows it's john arbuckle like give him the full name not only not only do they take the time to like draw this out but also the supreme mutant takes the time to explain to everybody like hey we're sending you up on this hot air balloon 
it's made of these these parade uh, balloons and then points out like the different parts from different <laughs> characters. And They're, I'm like, that's an that's an odd choice. He's proud of it. The town came together, got these balloons and built something that's new and f- amazing. It's just it's such a weird like get out of our town. Check out our balloon with <laughs> John's forehead on it. <laughs> John's forehead. Uh, but I, I, I get it. Like it's, it's a tourism thing. Get out of our city. Tell your friends <laughs> exactly. about how cool our balloon is exactly. that has underdogs growing on it. <laughs> and Bart Simpson's left ear and right chin. <laughs> I love the specificity of which, which ear and which shin. You got to make sure you know that it is the right shin. Let the right one shin. Oh, it's there it is <laughs> it came uh sure sure did it was i was wondering when that was yep mm-hmm. i'm so dumb i apologize <laughs> for my entire life up to this point so they get in the airship that's powered by sewer gas which is apparently smells awful uh it gets to the top of the sewers i guess the like, mm-hmm. and the three of them cross a narrow plank towards the ladder they start climbing up this ladder and at the last second, Leela's like really still concerned about what's going on. So she closes the manhole and then dives down into the lake. Then when she comes back up, her whole face has mutated into an octopus. Except then she gets out and just takes this octopus off of off of her face. And she looks into the lake and she's not mutated. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, she's really confused about what's going on right now she sees the hooded figures in a pipe and asks and asks who the hell are you they tell her to watch her language so leela starts chasing the the hooded figures to get more answers with a brief uh roadblock of the airship captain uh, holding a gun on her i was just gonna skip well he she gets the gun from him basically Sure, yes. Meanwhile, Fry is at the orphanarium talking to the warden, trying to get answers. The warden tells him that he can't tell him anything that wouldn't be a waste of his time. Fry says that his time is meaningless. The warden gives Fry this note in Alienese, but the problem is Alienese is a language that nobody can translate, not even Brainzilla. Not even Brainzilla. So Fry takes the note to the professor and asks him to translate it. The professor can only translate it into BetaCrypt 3, a language so complex there's even less chance of understanding it. But uh, Fry demands that he uh, he didn't ask for reasonable excuses. He wanted him to get things done. The professor so, brings back out the glow-in-the-dark uh, nose machine and inputs the note. I like how Fry asks about isn't that the machine that makes noses? And he's like, it can do two things. Why shouldn't it? So it starts chugging away on this. And meanwhile, we cut back to Leela in the sewers. She's still chasing those hooded figures. They get to a multi-exit square room with kind of has a grate on the top. And she has to figure out which way they went. Obvious exits are north, south, east, and west. Mm-hmm. It's like Zork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're likely to be eaten by a Gru. Uh, she starts looking around, but Bender is dropping trash directly on top of her, uh, letting her know that she he got the contract to empty this spittoons in Little Italy. Again, it's just that weird, like, hey, Bender's got this waste disposal it's thing true. that just keeps coming up for no real reason. 
at Planet Express, uh, Fry is uh, pacing and the professor is asleep waiting for this machine to analyze it, which could take anywhere from an hour to 100 million years. They get a printout on a, on a, from an old dot matrix printer, which... Fry is super annoyed at how long this takes. I mean, understandably, but also like listening to that dot matrix printer <laughs> made me realize that I both love and hate the sound of a dot matrix printer. It's, it's a love-hate relationship. It's yeah. so loud and obnoxious but also kind of like nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And like and better than like a dial-up modem. Uh, better than a dial-up modem for sure. But like you also get uh, for with a dot matrix printer, you also get that like I get to tear off the side bits. Oh yeah, Those but you got to be careful unless you cuz you might tear off part of the paper. It's true. It's it's uh it's a catch 22. That's not the one. Kids these days have no idea what I'm talking about. With their kicks and tricks. <laughs> With their kicks and tricks <laughs> and nothing else because we've taken everything. Uh, so so once the dot matrix printer has finished printing, they read the analysis and they are both kind of like shocked. And we go into a bit of a flashback to 20 something years ago in the sewer. So it's Leela's parents in this house and... Uh, a, a brand newborn baby with one eye and the doctor is there and she's like in my personal experience this is the least mutated mutant ever born the father is saddened that she's cursed to live the horrible degrading life of a mutant but so the mother is determined to do better for her so they come up with the plan to go to the surface and leave Leela at the uh, door of the orphanarium and Leela's mom apparently has a PhD in exolinguistics like yeah. that's just you know no one on earth can decrypt it because somebody on earth wrote it I mean not to get political but it seems like they should just allow mutants up on the surface if they can you know freaking translate things from alienese I think we should keep politics out of the podcast buddy I, I don't I don't there I don't know like I don't want to have that issue come back and bite us in the future. That's fair. Okay. Although when the series comes back, boy, there's a lot of weird politics issues that come into that oh, yes. into the show. It's gonna get weird. Stay tuned for season six. <laughs> so basically, they 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 give her the note so she'll pass as alien. Uh, they ring the doorbell and return to the sewer. Uh, her mother says she'll never know we're her parents. That's our gift to her. They make a lot of really depressing statements here. Ooh, like man. literally they're like, it's better that we die than Leela ever finding out that she's a mutant. Like it gets heavy. It sure is. This it is supposed to be a comedy show and this is supposed to be a comedy podcast and the, the mood just like drop in. Yeah. It, it's not even so good that I can bring it back with the post holiday spectacular. Uh, so back in the sewers, Leela is still chasing the hooded figures um, who find refuge in a building. So Leela goes in the house, and uh, it's it's that same house that they hid in earlier with mm-hmm. the weird Leela timeline and everything. She draws the gun on them and demands answers. She's like, "What what's going on? Is this some kind of even more boring Truman show? Which, like... Just a, a quick slick burn on the Truman show for <laughs> even more boring. No no real reason. Yeah. Uh the the woman uh in the hood has a bracelet that is identical to Leela's and it makes her think that uh the mutants robbed and killed her parents. Yeah, she just starts yelling at them a lot and she's like, You killed them, didn't you? Like she goes from 
you have a matching bracelet to you literally murdered my parents. Uh, the hooded figures uh, indicate that, yes, you've you've guessed the truth. We killed your parents and they hang their heads. And so Leela charges up the gun because apparently that's the thing this gun needs to yeah. do. And right before she shoots, Fry drops in uh, with a bunch of the glowing noses. Yeah. Which is a great little detail it's that very I love. Good. It's so dumb. It's like, well, he's getting dumped in with the rest of the trash, so. He explains that the professor's machine analyzed the note. Um, they still have no idea what it says, but the analysis concluded that it was written on toilet paper, a squeezably soft, uh, squeezably soft recycled toilet paper mm-hmm. that's found mainly in the sewers. Right. And he pulls down the hoods and shows them that it's, it's actually her parents, not that they killed them. And so, yeah, there's a very, there's yeah. a very touching moment where Leela's just very excited to have found mm-hmm. her parents, even though her parents are really ashamed about yeah. who they are. Um, they they hug and uh, Leela and her parents hug, and it's the happiest moment of her life as water pours down, coming from a barrel that Bender is dumping into the sewers. Um, and then we get this um, cute little outro montage. Uh, featuring the song Baby Love Child from Pizzicato 5. It shows a couple little vignettes of uh, her parents helping her through the world. Right. Unknowingly, like, like an invisible hand. Yeah, like uh, stopping baby Leela from crawling down and like falling down some stairs and giving her birthday presents and, and that kind of thing. Leaving cookies while she's studying. And it's this really touching scene where it's like, Hey, like you've never met us, but we've been watching over you this whole time. And it's very sweet. Yeah. And it's well done. Uh, when I went to go look, f- uh, for the song, um, I, on YouTube, everybody on the comments was like, came here cause Futurama, damn, I'm crying now. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I get it. Sure. It's yeah, a it's, very, it's a touching moment. It is. I think we should probably go into grades. Um, so this episode is Futurama doing what Futurama likes, uh, what Futurama is very good at. It's very good at being funny, but it's also very good at being like tugging at your heartstrings. And I think Leela finally finding out who her parents is, which has been like no joke, like four seasons, I think at mm-hmm. this point where she is kind of, she's mentioned it before and it's, it's driven her in the past. So, well, I mean, we had a whole episode where she almost marries a guy because she thinks that he's her species. I mean, like, that's it's true. Yeah. It's a major thing in her backstory. So, so the fact that we finally get an answer to this question, to this mystery, it, I think it, you can, you can have these mysteries that are like really blown out of proportion and then you can't really answer them very well. This one was handled very well. I think. I think I think it it is a interesting reveal. It adds new layers into Leela's character. Um, also, this episode's hilarious. Like I think it's really funny that Bender just starts dumping things <laughs> throughout the episode. Uh, the glowing nose machine stuff, like all that stuff's really good. But it's really got that 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 kind of Futurama heart to it. So I think I'm gonna have to give it an A. Okay. I definitely agree with a lot of what you said. Um, this is an episode that, like, I feel like we, we've we talked a lot about episodes where it's just cramming in a lot of jokes and there's not a whole lot to talk about outside of the jokes. I feel like this is almost on the other side of the spectrum where we get, I mean, it's not like it doesn't have jokes in it. Mm-hmm. And there are some really good jokes, but 
so much of this episode is really about the story and it's about Leela specifically and her backstory. And I think that's really interesting because we haven't had an episode like that up till now. It's true. Um, you know, we, we have had a couple where we, you know, we find out more about a, a character's backstory, like, um, why must I be a crustacean in love? We mm-hmm. find out a lot about Zoidberg and his people, but it's all laughs. It's all jokes. Mm-hmm. And here it's like, from start to finish, it's sort of this, uh, let's find out where Leela came from. Let's explore that emotion of finding your birth parents mm-hmm. after you've literally never known who they are, not knowing if they're even alive. And it ends with this touching moment with this fantastic uh, this fantastic montage of, like I said, this, you know, we've been watching over you this whole time, making sure you have as good a life as we can give from a distance. And it's really well written. Mm-hmm. I really do think this episode's well written. Um, just not a ton of jokes. We do get, uh, I, I think the interesting thing is that, um, we also get a little bit of that that thing Futurama does where it kind of laces in bits beforehand because her parents, this is not the first time we see them. Mm-hmm. They are in, I second that emotion when they go down into the uh, sewers to get Nibbler. Oh, right. And there's just a shot where it's like you can see them off in the corner and it's like, man, like that, that was a season two episode, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like it's... You know, they've been setting this up for a while. Mm -hmm. They're very good at lacing those bits through. But that also means that they've known this since at least season two, maybe season one. And they've teased us with it until now. And it's very good writing. Mm -hmm. And through all of that, I was actually going to give it a lower grade. And then I think I convinced myself. (laughs) Um, I still would like to see more jokes, but I get that it's tough to fit in a lot. So I'm going to give it an A minus. So I I mostly agree, but, you know, it's weird to have just a very plot character centric episode. Sure. It's refreshing, but it's weird. Right. So I think that's all we have to say about, I I almost said I second that emotion, (laughs) uh, Leela's home world. We'd love to know what you think. So if you would like to get in contact with us uh, about this episode, Futurama, Kicks, Tricks, um or holiday post holiday <laughs> spectacular all right wrapping this up so <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh you can get in contact with us many many different ways you can email us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama and we are on apple Podcasts. so rate review subscribe and send to your friend it's a great holiday gift yeah, I think that's it. I don't think we have any sort of after contact promotions or nope. notices. I don't think so. Or, um, so yeah, I hope you had a, a happy holidays and merry merry New Year. Happy merry New, New, Year. New Year. Merry New Year. Yeah, happy New Year, and um, we'll keep on going with season four in 2018. Woo! And until next year. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.